Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome, Hearts. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I'm very excited to introduce to you an encourager, Kristen Fitch. That is her foremost title. She is an encourager, whether through speaking, podcasting, writing, or encouragement coaching, or online business and tech mentorship. She is on a mission to encourage you in life and business. Kristen provides content, products, and courses to help women grow in their faith, purpose, and businesses so they can have a lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. She also wants to help others use their creativity, curiosity, and uniqueness and step into a sense of adventure and share their message and talents with the world. She is also the host of the Building a Life You Love and Spark of Faith podcast. So two podcasts. I'm very excited to talk to you about that, Kristen. We're going to jam out on podcasting. Um, But she has also created a program to help women grow their impact and income through encouragement, mentoring, and clarity called the Encouraged and Confident CEO Coaching Program. For over 20 years, Kristen has worked in the online space, helping businesses grow by using their online presence and passions. You are a perfect fit for us today, Kristen. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Really glad to have you sharing your heart with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with your, you and your audience, Abigail, and I cannot wait. I know it's going to be an amazing conversation. Yes. Wonderful. So tell us, um, you've been doing this work, you've been sharing, you've been encouraging and in all forms of content. I, I really love that. I, I can't wait to ask you more about it, but how did you get started in what you're doing? Yeah. So as short and short as I can keep it, I, when I was young, actually, I would say early preteens, I secretly, I only say secretly because I wasn't sharing it with people. I wrote poetry and, you know, I'd write lyrics and things, but that really was where it ended, you know? So I liked creative things. My mom was, is, and was an artist. Then I went to college and I really thought I couldn't even be a writer. I thought my grammar, my grammar, the grammar isn't what I'm strong at, right? It's, it was writing and ideas and the words. But of course, I didn't know about editors at that time. And so I thought I could be an English major. So I actually was a political science major, which I did nothing with that. Uh, but anyway, so fast forward, I ended up getting a job in the uh, online space, in the tech space. And that's really where I on and off stayed for you know most of my career. But in 2008, I started a, a business that I co-founded with my mom in the child and parenting space called Ziggity Zoom, which we still own. And over many years, that did get, you know, a lot of uh, viewers, if you will, viewership. It had over 10 million users, you know, cumulatively. So we were doing more creative work at that time. But when I was on that mission, when I was working on that, and I was obviously still doing a lot of the tech work, right, the online work with that business, I started having these urges to do more creative work. Again, I love photography, but then I also had this deep down desire to use what I did in my personal life, which is encourage my friends and my family to step out in the world in a bigger and a bolder way to use those gifts that I had, you know, the gifts of hospitality and encouragement. And so over the last, I'd say five years for the most part, when I said, okay, I need to use my writing. And then now the podcasting, speaking, and um, eventually this year I'll be releasing some books, but I need to use that, that gift I have of encouragement in the world, whether it's through business coaching or it's just through words and the podcast to bring hope and lift people up and show them that there's a way to do life different. So that's where I'm at now and with all the things I'm working on. 
I love that. And um, what I was hearing and what you were sharing, which I think is very important, particularly, this is the Hearts Unleashed podcast. People listen because they are either interested and or willing to live their heart unleashed. But the story that you just shared or, or your his- history um, it sounded like going from behind the scenes to being seen. That mm-hmm. was sounded yeah. like the shift that was there. Tell us a little bit about that experience because I think there's, I think that we have a lot of listeners who are operating behind the scenes or feel pretty bogged down by like maybe their obligations or like you said, I was running a business, but I maybe not leading from the front sort of thing. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that shift. Yeah, I will say for most of my life, what I didn't realize was happening is I, I'm a, from a family of five. I have three older brothers in the tech space, right? I worked with a lot more men than I did women, whether I reported to a man or I had team members or I had people that reported to me or men. And what I found, even when we started that, that business, Ziggity Zoom, we tried to look like a big boy, right? We tried to compete with the Disneys of the world because we were in that family fun parenting space and, uh, you know, parenting magazine and then the Disney space. And we would win awards up against them in some cases. But what we found is we were trying to look big instead of be authentically just us, like a blog. But at the time we just thought, oh, we're just getting content out. But what we were missing, I found was we were missing all of the content being about, you know, what's our personal angle, my mom and my personal angle, angle, right? She's an artist. I'm very creative, but I had little kids at the time. And so that's the first thing that I started learning over the years was, wow, it's not that I don't want to be authentic. It's that I wasn't putting it out there. Just like you said, I wasn't, I wasn't opening up my heart fully. I was kind of keeping some reserves, if you will. And, but over time I realized by doing that, the connection isn't as deep with your readers or your listeners or your, whatever the audience is. And so I started realizing, gosh, I have to step out because it's really, as we now know, it's a lot more common this, this talk, but it wasn't in 2000 to 2008. I have to be um, vulnerable and I have to be willing to you know, share more, what's my connection to the content? You know, how will this help you? And so anyways, that's what I I learned. Does that partly answer your question? I can go further into it if you want to. Oh, totally. Well, and yeah, you you can keep going further. And I love what you're sharing around the like heart-centered work being seen. Instead of just competing to be a big boy or a a big player or well-known or world-renowned, like all of that, it's like, I, I was actually, this is, personal note, I was journaling the other day around, I had written quality over quantity, but then immediately I wrote quality and quantity, right? Mm -hmm. That, that we don't have to negotiate that, but, but when we put quantity first, it can negotiate the quality. So I'd love to hear if there's anything for you in that or, or, and like I said, you can kind of keep going on your thought stream too. Yeah. Well, I'll jump onto what you were talking about real quick. So yeah, actually, there's a story about clay pots. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's basically about that quantity versus quality. So it's an artist creating something, right? The person that tries to make the perfect bowl, so they spend months or a year trying to make the perfect bowl versus the person that makes a new bowl every day, right? So you have your quality versus quantity. But at the end of the year or time frame, it's the person that created something new every day that be- ends up with a better product. The reason is they were willing to they were willing to take action. They were willing to take risks to try something new and to show up every day and not be worried about it being perfect, but just to show up, like you said, authentically. And so I think that story is so true because it's taking action and taking these little steps every day that make us, we do it scared or we do it worried or like, what are people going to think? We just have to step through all that. 
and just show up. And that's one reason why I started. I actually have three podcasts, but the one is more, you know, a testing ground, if you will. But the point is, is I'm, at some point, I'm probably going to have a podcast network. I mean, it's kind of not my plan, but partly it's because I, if I have one, like my main one, you know, going pretty well and it's pretty consistent what it is, the other ones are me able to test other niches and test other content and other formats. That's why I have multiple podcasts, right? It's because for me, that's my testing ground. That's my quantity every day. I love that. I love that so much. And when you were telling the bowl story, I was thinking of, yeah, you you can feed more people too, right? Like right. more people can eat out of more bowls, even if it's yeah. got a chip in it or if it's lopsided or whatever, you know? <laughs> and, and so I really right. love that. And so back to the being from behind the scenes to being seen, you sort of dropped in there in alignment with like competing or trying to be big you're building it off of something. I wouldn't call it inauthentic, but again, it just was missing that next level heart and connection. And so tell us about that shift of like sharing more of you coming to the front. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, so back to that, when having worked in tech with a lot of guys, don't get me wrong. I'm, I definitely don't look like the guys and I definitely am a hand mover and, you know, (laughs) I I definitely can be a big personality in some ways, but I can also be a quiet reserved kind of person too. And so what I found is it wasn't that I was trying to be, not be authentic or bring my whole self, but I think I felt like I needed to fit in instead of realizing that all of my uniqueness was actually why I was so good at all these different jobs, right? That's why I was good with my team. That's why I was good with people. I was good at reading things. It was over time, I realized subconsciously, I was actually kind of locking part of myself away. It was not purposeful at all. And it wasn't until as I had more experiences that I realized this. And so both in the tech sector, but then as I moved into doing more of this work and encouraging people and mentoring and coaching and, you know, bringing messages of hope to people, I realized I can only do that through all of my own interest and quirkiness and bringing all those disparate pieces together, you know, which is what, if we all can do that, if we can connect all of our oddness and our magic and our scars and our strangeness, that's when people connect to us. And that's when our messages really make a difference in the world. I really love that. And I love the point that you made about it not being on purpose, right? Like you're adapting, fitting into roles. Uh, We've done that in our entire lives. And I, for one, doing that to survive or doing that for approval and acceptance, you know, I probably, it was age like 27 or 28 before I realized like, who am I? And I, like, I, I, not that I didn't know, but I only could tell you from like an automated place. I could, I could only tell you who I was in reference to who I'd been and not like who I was at that age or that time. And, and I set out on a self-discovery sort of journey of like, who am I without what people told me I've been or, or all the evidence I've collected, particularly around um, striving for the approval of others. So I would imagine especially having built such a successful business and then choosing to sort of step out, what was that experience like? Was there any, um, I call them shaky leg days of, you know, again, stepping out into a new level or layer of authenticity? What would you say about that portion of the journey? Yeah, you know, so what started happening, this was years ago now, a couple of years ago, I just kept feeling like I was hitting against the business. I, I kept feeling like, how do... 
how do I fit in with this business? What's me? What parts me? What parts the business? And I could see the separate, but I knew they had to be connected better. And so I honestly, for a couple of years, when I had those moments to think about it, I continued. I struggled with that actually for a couple of years. I mean, you can call it clarity. You can call it trying to bring our different parts together, but that was hard because we had already been building this business based on the content, not based on who's Kristen. So part of it was there was a slight misalignment, not that I, because we were basically about sparking creativity in homes and sparking imaginations. I'm in very much alignment for all people to do that. But the content, some of it, right, was um, birthed from my mom's art background and things she's good at. So I could come up with the idea, but it wasn't in as much alignment with me. I was more the writer. I was more, you know, the person that wants to come up with these like very encouraging messages. And so I tried to start adding more of that into the business. But at some point I just realized, so we still have that business, but it's more like on the back burner. I realized I had to fully step into who I was and I had to pursue that as my main business and my main passion. And that's what, how I decided to do more writing and speaking, the podcasting and you know all of those other things. Yeah. And so what has your experience been since deciding to do that? And there was one, a tone to what you were sharing around like fluidity is the word or like being fluid. And there's a feminine aspect to that, the creation, the expression. And so what has it been like to step into that for yourself? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, and that's funny. So so the feminine masculine energies is newer concept for me in the last couple of years. But when I learned about that, I was like, oh my God, so often I get stuck in. So I always have this feminine energy of that creation, but I always get stuck in a business sense in the masculine, the long to-do lists and, you know, getting the production done. But what I wasn't realizing until I understood these concepts better is while we have to get that work done, you know, the kind of like, here's the things I have to get done today. I, it was draining me. And sometimes it still drains me because when I do all these different, you know, what, who you are, the dynamics, all those things, these tests, they all say like, I'm the creator or I'm the encourager, I'm the adventurer. So if I get too bogged down in all the detail work, all the production work and all the to-do work, I'm literally draining myself to be able to get all my creative energy out. And so I've had to learn to try to balance that better, you know, and really take breaks if I realize that I've just exhausted myself with too much production work. And so now I realize, like, obviously for me, I knew that I was meant to bring, you know, that creativity to the world. So that's one of the things I try to be really careful of. And that's the thing I try to help people with, right, is how do we tap into more of that? Like you said, the flow, the fluidity in this um, feminine energy. Yeah. So, so in that case, tell us, tell us what we would hear if we listen to your podcast, <laughs> tell us that you give us a little more about your content. Yeah. So similar to yours, like it's, well, I say it's basically building a life you love. I want people to understand, you know, one, do you truly understand what it is that you want in this season of your life? Not what culture, society, your family tells you should want in this season. What do you want? And what are your true priorities? Because you might say to your family, but are you unavailable most of the time to them. And I understand, don't get me wrong, we have pressures to pay bills and things, but how do you balance it? So my podcast is really about how do we live a more holistic, authentic life where we are doing something that we're passionate about or it it speaks to our purpose. And if we're not there yet, how do we move into that? Or how do we do something on the side to do that? And then how do we take those things that we say are our priorities? So family, it might be faith, you know, whatever the things are, how do we make those 
move ahead of our work schedule. And then it's, you know, how do you basically just, like you said, how do you live your truth? How do you be your true self? How do you step into more things that light you up and realize that we don't have to live this crazy, busy, stressful life that a lot of that is we're self-induced, right? We can always keep auditing and editing our lives to slow down a little bit. And yes, there's going to be days that are crazy. You know, I have three, you know, sons, I get it. But some of those times it's self-induced. An example would be, you have children, are you driving them to practice every night? Or could you have carpooled? So you mom got a break, right? Or if you're sick, you know, don't have children, are you working way beyond 40 hours and you're accepting that? Or your employer's never flexible with you? Are they really valuing you, right? So I start, I try to help people start asking these questions. And at the end of the day, the question is, are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you living authentic? And then are you leaving an impact in the world through what you were really meant to do? So that's kind of it. So it's entrepreneurship, it's healthy living, you know, it's relational. So it's all of all of these types of things. Yeah, I love it. And um, I would love to ask, it, it's a very typical Hearts Only podcast question is, what did you have to give up? in all of this like transformation, what has, what hasn't come with you? So what have you had to give up in order to have the life that you've now created? Oh, so, I mean, I guess it depends at different points, but I'd say currently. So even though I'd had that company with my mom that we still have, but it's on the back burner through, I guess, four years ago now, I was still working for myself and I was not planning on taking a full-time gig with someone, but it ended up being an old colleague of mine from 15, 20 years ago. And I said, you know what? I think I feel like this was, I was like meant to do this. I was supposed to step through this for some reason. You know, I didn't exactly know why. So I took it, but I knew within a year, like, okay, I'm going to do this longer, but I had that itch. Like I needed to step back into my, my own stuff, but I've stayed for three years. And I, like I said, I knew. So last summer I told my husband, I've got to get back to doing all the things on my list that I kind of put a lot of them on, on hold. And so we worked, you know, with a plan. And so last January, I left that company full time or, you know, basically it was a full time gig. And then I started, you know, getting the podcast launch and starting to do more writing. And then, you know, some speaking that's still building because of course with COVID and then starting to do some coaching and mentoring. But because of that, right, I was building something brand new. It wasn't the other business that I still have. This was all new. And I hadn't really been doing that and any of that in in the way it looks now. So I knew I would have to start income wise from scratch. Right. And so now I did have a, a con- that consulting gig last year that went all the way to almost November. So I did have some income coming in. It just wasn't the new income. So one of the things I had to give up was, of course, having a regular salary. But I knew that this is where I meant to go. And I knew that it would take some time to build those income streams back up, which I'm still working on doing that, you know, in different ways. So yeah, I think that's one thing. And then the other thing is just going into more unknown, right? Like just being willing to stretch myself. So for instance, one of the things that I'm doing more of is Christian inspirational speaking and writing. And that's once again, one of those not disconnects, but while faith's important to me, I'm not like the, uh, somebody that's maybe on the further side of it. I'd say I'm a little more kind of on the, you know, lighter, more easy side, if you will, but bringing that into all the parts of what I'm doing, that's been hard for me because in the past, it's always been separate. Right. When I was in tech, it's separate. When I'm in Zig yes. it was separate. And so I have been on a journey in the last couple of years, but last year, especially, and especially since this January, to bring that in more holistically into all the things I'm doing. Right. Even with building a life I love, it's not specifically a faith based podcast, 
I mean, we talk about faith and, you know, I have some people on that we talk about that, but I'm moving more towards that being a bigger sprinkle in the whole show versus sometimes. But that's, that's another thing. Not that I had to give up. I had to give up feeling uncomfortable and being willing to step through knowing that not everybody aligns with my faith or, you know, sometimes I get that part of, you know, Christianity gets a bad rap knowing that I was going to have to walk through all those things. So it wasn't necessarily giving up, but it was a going through, I guess I'd say. I love that. And I relate, uh, in a more fluid spiritual sense, it may not be strictly, like you said, strictly Christianity. It has all the different like aspects and features, but here on the hearts Unleashed podcast, our listeners have been witnessing me practice that exact same, uh, stretch. And so make, I, like you said, making it a bigger sprinkle. (laughs) And so one, I want to encourage you, but also acknowledge you for being willing to step out and share and maybe go out on the skinny branches of life and just test that out. And I want to ask you specifically one, you've had, you have two successful podcasts is now working on three and just asking about the podcast experience, because I, of course, um, I talk about it. I teach a little bit about it, but I don't make it exclusive content. Like we don't explicitly mm-hmm. talk about how do you have a podcast, but I would right. love to, cause we do have listeners who have their own or dream of their own. Yeah. What would be something that you would say to someone who's thinking about starting a podcast? I love this question. The first thing I'd say is you don't need to be scared of not what you don't know. Cause well, one, there's so many ways to get the information and there's so many people in the podcasting world that'll help you. There's groups. So don't worry about all the details. All I would say is if you feel like it's on your heart to start one, it can be the most niche thing, which is actually a lovely and better thing because then you know real clearly. So, you know, there's women that start it that have been through divorce. So theirs is about how to like live this next chapter. There's moms with little babies, right? That want to do one that's about like in the trenches, you know, whatever it is. But if you feel called to get that message or have those conversations or tell those stories, just start. And I know that sounds like, but I don't know how to do anything. I don't have a microphone. You need none of that to start. You literally just need you and one friend or one other podcaster. I mean, I'm willing to go on with you. I will be your guest. I will interview you. I'm sure you would do the same, but literally it just takes the courage to say, I want to just try and record a conversation I have about something that's on my heart, a message I want to get out. That's how you start. Honestly, if you can get through that step, there's so many people or online guides or YouTube videos to show you how to get it, you know, released into the world. But even before you put it onto podcasting platforms, you can literally share that interview, but people even call their lives on Facebook and YouTube a lot of times like their podcast, you can just put it somewhere and share it. And then you've taken that scary step that seems so big and you've now done it. Everything else is just the details. So really just make that intention known share it with one person that'll help you just do a recording, like a Zoom recording. That's what we're doing right now to get our podcast audio. So that's all that it really takes. And of course, from there, of course, it's a lot of work, like any other new product or business you want to birth. You know, if you're because it's about, at the end of the day, it's about consistency, persistence, and continuing to show up. Oh, and I do want to add one thing. I'm sorry. One thing that I think is super important, whether you want to start a podcast or something else, you have to make a commitment to yourself. It's not about the commitment to something else. I mean, those are those are important. Here's why I say that. When I started my first podcast, it was only last end of April, May. But I had my microphone for five years, this microphone right here, because I knew I was going to podcast. Because I took that thing out, that job, I wasn't planning on it. It delayed me. But here's the reason the commitment to self matters. 
I committed to myself because everyone will tell you, if you want to have a successful podcast, it's going to at least take you a year. It might take two years for you to really grow to the way you want. It's not going to grow crazy in a week or a month or not normally or two months, unless you already have a big following. So commit to yourself. I'm going to at least show up once a week, once a month, what, you know, mine's twice a week, just make a commitment. So my commitment was, I don't care what any metric tells me, I'm going to consistently do it for two years. It does not matter if the famine comes or drought or rain on, on my days, right? Like it's going to, I'm going to show up and do it. That doesn't mean like this week, I actually had to take a break from my podcast. I have had last week, we had some things go on and it just, I was shocked, but it kind of emotionally and mentally drained me. And I just realized like, I normally book out and then get everything scheduled for like a month and a half, but I was, this is the week that I was going to be doing that. I just said, I can't. So I, I was like, I have to take a break. And that's really never happened pretty much the whole time I've been doing it. But I said, you know what? I have to focus on other things and I have to focus on what I need. So I took a little pause, you know, but I just share that because if you commit to yourself, it won't matter if you say, I only had one listener. I had no listeners. I only had 20 downloads. I had a thousand downloads or I got a, somebody said something negative to me about it. If you let those things be your meter, you're going to give up. And I'm sure you might've shared this before. A lot of people start a podcast and they don't get past the first few episodes or seven episodes. So if you commit to a year, you'll get way past seven episodes. That's all such golden information. So thank you for that. Cause, um, committing and showing up and showing up and showing up again, and no matter who's listening or what they have to say about it, if there's no interactions with it, Um, I think that that's, what's really important. And I think that that commitment comes from speaking your truth, sharing your story. And I think, um, you can uphold that when it is your truth or when, what, you know, we were kind of talking about the facade before, and it's like, we, that's not sustainable to try to put on a a certain show or a certain identity or a front. And so sharing from your heart and being really authentic. And I wanted to ask, what is the most challenging part of being a podcaster? Yeah, I think it's before you have support, which yes, I could already have support, but I'm still not, you know, I don't have someone even editing for me right now or anything, which is a little crazy because I I do have three. So I know that I'm taking more time than I should because I'm doing every aspect of the podcast. But first starting out, a lot of people don't farm it out immediately, uh, or you might farm out part of it. So I think the hardest part is just like any other business though, you're, you're recording, you're possibly editing them. You're publishing them. You're writing up the, at least the little blurb about it. Sometimes people write up more for their show notes. Then you're promoting it. That includes promotion graphics or whatever you're doing. You know, you're publishing it on your somewhere, right? So your social media and then maybe to your website. And I know some of that's automated, but the automation pieces aren't as good as when I do it myself, right? It just doesn't, it doesn't look as as good. And then it's, you know, you have to get guests. And then if you're going on other shows, which is more like outreach, right? Or getting your message out there, then you have to get those scheduled and then do them. So it's really just like any other business. There's all these facets to it, not on day one. So don't everyone get scared. But when you want to find, once you get the process of getting the podcast done, then you have to start adding these things to it so that eventually you get more downloads and a bigger audience and your message gets to more people, but it, you can take time with that. So I'm not trying to scare anybody and say like, you have to do all of it from day one. You just go step-by-step step, and over time you add these things in. Yeah. So I think that it's is balancing all the things to do. Yeah. No, it is important. It's very important. Cause I've had that experience too. Like 
I say podcasting is like six different jobs, like you just mentioned. Right. And, and that it doesn't mean it's not fun or a worthy uh, effort because I have absolutely loved showing up for, for this work and, and the way that I know that it impacts people or the way that it helps again, to get your word out, get your story out and connect with people who have similar stories or resonate. And so I just, I really love that. And then I would, I wanted to ask like, what's your favorite part about being a podcaster? Oh, no doubt, hands down, it's having amazing conversations with so many different people. And especially, I mean, they're most all of them or all of them really have been good conversations. Like there's something, some nugget in all of them, but there are just some people that you have on and it, at some point you're like, yes, yes, yes. Like we could talk 24 hours, like and not stop. You know what I mean? And you're like, this is so good. So I definitely think it's the connections with the people you interview and then those conversations. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and thank you for giving us like another layer of insight into podcasting, because I know we have either, we do have at least a dozen people who have a podcast that listen in and people that have been dreaming and, and it's all about dreaming into doing. And so that's the shifts that we're making. So I want to thank you. Um, tell us again, the names of the podcast and where we can find them. Awesome. So building a life you love, And then the other one, so that one obviously is more holistic living. If you're starting, trying to start something, start a business. So it's both tactical, you know, tips you can apply and then inspirational, aspirational stories and and, uh, people doing, having impact in the world. The other one is called Spark of Faith. And that one is more uh, bite-sized inspiration, encouragement. And it does have a sprinkle of, you know, like biblical scripture in there, but it's definitely not like heavy that way. So that's where you can find, I'm sorry, and you can find them on all podcasting platforms. So Apple, Google, Spotify, Alexa, all the rest. That's awesome. And how about your website for your programs and your mentorship? Sure, absolutely. So everything's under kristinfitch.com and it's all eyes. So it's just K-R-I-S-T-I-N-F-I-T-C-H. And then if you go to kristinfitch.com slash encouraged life, I have a just a little free email, seven day encouragement challenge with anybody that wants to join that. And you'll just get encouraged in your inbox for seven days. I love that. I always think that's a great little bite-sized sample of the work. So thank you for offering that to us. And you guys, those links and those details will be in the show notes, but be sure to check out Kristen Fitch. How about on social media? Are you on Instagram and Facebook? I am. the. I'd say the main thing, because if anybody signs up for that challenge, I'll send you a link to that they're welcome to oh, join. perfect. But Instagram, definitely. I love Instagram. So you can... Uh, follow me or DM me at, uh, it's just at Kristen Fitch together. Perfect. Yeah. I always joke. I say Instagram is my love language, so I'll meet you on there. <laughs> it's perfect. And, um, is there anything you'd love to part ways with say anything you'd love to share with our audience as we part ways? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the thing is, is, well, it's, we're talking about, you know, hearts unleashed. I think at the end of the day, I would just remind people that, you know, people that live the longest and have the most happy, joyful lives are people that they put the time into curating these deep friendships. They make sure that they're having new experiences, that they're continuing to learn and that they're doing something that they feel like they have a purpose here on earth. So whether that's in volunteer work or writing or working still, even as we get older, I just, so I just remind us all like I, life gets busy, but if we can just remember that at the end of the day, it's those things. And then it's saying our truth that we haven't maybe said out loud, or we haven't gone towards. And then what lights you up? Maybe it's something you did as a kid. Is it kind of like whispering to you that you should step back towards it? And I would say, 
absolutely do because so many times mm-hmm. that's how people it's circular and we come back to the things that deep down as a kid we knew were sort of like embedded in us so that's what I would leave your listeners with mm, that is so I so appreciate that because one it's just has so much natural truth to it so thank you for offering that because I'm sure people were having flashbacks as you were saying it and it just felt good. It felt like a really great invitation. So thank you for that. And hearts, I hope that inspired you. I hope this whole episode inspired you and you heard exactly the thing you needed today to get either get started on your podcast or just start to live a more authentic life and unleash your heart. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.